0: Hi, I'm Mandy Pryor, and welcome to the Southwestern PA Business Podcast, hosted through Upper St. Clair Public TV, through the Southwest Regional Chamber of Commerce. Today, we have a very special guest on. We have Rocco Coza of Coza Law Group. We're going to be talking about ChatGPT, his law firm, and everything else that we can come up with today, I guess. <laughs> yes. So let's get started and introduce Rocco. Welcome, yeah. Rocco. Uh,
1: thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Sure. So, I guess let's just get started and talk a little bit about COSA Law Group.
1: Yeah. So, we are a business, commercial transactions, commercial litigation and entertainment law firm. Founded the firm in 2019 as really intending to be a solo practitioner. Uh, We've grown exponentially over the past four years. Now, uh, we have 10 employees, six attorneys, amazing clients. We work with everything from startup companies to Fortune 500s to everything in between from startup to exit. Uh, A lot of the stuff I do, I do a lot more of the strategic advising. I work with some of the larger clients, helping them manage their internal corporate governance when they're buying and selling companies protecting intellectual property, and then the attorneys in my firm, you know, they do estate planning to litigation to IP advisement and everything in between. So we are truly a full-service business law firm.
0: And what do you think makes you stand out as a business law firm?
1: Yeah, I honestly think our client service is really what makes us stand out. You know, we, when I started the firm, you know, I was in corporate America for 14 years, and when I left, I, you know, I wanted to start this firm and I just asked people what they didn't like about lawyers. And I came up with a list That's a of,
0: big list. <laughs> it was a huge list,
1: it was a, it was a very big list. So I narrowed it down to five or six things. And I said, as long as we don't do these things, we'll be successful. And it's really about treating the clients, you know, with respect, with dignity, with kindness, you know, actually caring about. The clients we work with and the work product we produce and i think we just we take such a um, we we put such a high level of service into everything we do and i think that's what sets us apart we're not transactional we're we're about building relationships with our clients you know most of our business is referral based i would say 70 to 75 percent of the clients that come in are referred from other happy clients so we're doing something different and i look at you know there there are law firms that practice law and there's Businesses that sell legal services, we are the latter, so we have to look at marketing, branding, and client service and that is to me our biggest pillar is the way we treat our clients
0: and so you basically help build a business
1: yeah I mean we, we can we help actually and that's what I love the most I mean that's you know working with those startups when an entrepreneur has an idea and helping them take that idea from their head to a successful business is what, and that's what I love the most. Yes, I get to work with really cool clients. I've worked with entertainers, large corporations, but seeing that person that, you know, early 20s has this idea and, and, you know, doesn't know how to get out of their head and turn it into something and then helping them do that and be there along the way, that's probably the most fulfilling part of my job. I truly love seeing that success happen over time.
0: Well, and I think relationship building is so important to what you do because a yeah. business isn't just come in, set something up and move on. Right. It's a continuous process. There's things that change. There's things that need to be redone. Yes. There's contracts, et cetera.
1: Yeah, uh, that's really that's really. The, and that's a good point, because that's what, like I said, we compare ourselves to other firms. A lot of firms are transactional. You know, they'll come in, they'll set up a business and they're like, OK, good. And they let their clients go on their way we are constantly we have a follow-up process we're constantly staying in communication with our clients one to make sure they have everything they need two to know that we are there and we have their back three to make sure if things change how we're adapting their documents or the way they're operating to those new ways of business so it's it is an evolution. It's a relationship. You know, when a client comes in, you know, I tell every client, like, I want to be your lawyer for life. Like, this is a, we're not, this is a relationship. This is not a transaction to me. So I I take a lot of pride in the way we do things.
0: And uh, Rocco has been a longtime partner of the Chamber of Commerce. He is very active within the community as well. And he's also one man of the year and business of the year. So you've really made an impact, I think, on the area and the businesses. And you know, from our small, mid-sized to even large businesses, we need support legally for them and yeah. what they do. So it's great to have somebody within the chamber to send them to.
1: Yeah, we just love to help them. I mean, honestly, that's when I when I founded the firm. It was truly about helping people, and that's been my mantra my whole life. And I just I really I feel blessed to be able to do what we do every single day. And the, the people that work at the firm and the clients we work with. You know, it it really is a blessing and just being able to help the amount of people we've been able to. And, you know, I always say we're just getting started, like we're, there's so much more to do. And it's exciting to know how much more help we can give the community.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. And so I thought today okay. he is, Rocco is very, very knowledgeable about AI chat GBT. It's a hot topic out there yes. right now. People are wondering, you know, what's the deal? Like, what is it? Um, you know, from a legal yeah. standpoint, mm-hmm. let alone people are starting to use it. They're trying, mm-hmm. they're ad- adopting it into their everyday practices. So I first and foremost wanted to get your thoughts on ChatGBT, your yeah. thoughts on AI and this kind of revolution yeah. that we're seeing mm-hmm. and the, the future of it.
1: Well, it's not going away. Let's start there. I think people, people need to understand that we have to adopt it and embrace it. You know, there's a a lot of talk of how AI is going to replace certain jobs or professionals. You know, my response to that is if you are mediocre at what you do, then yes, AI can replace you. If you are good at what you do, AI is a tool that can be used to make you even better and more efficient. Chat GPT, for instance, I mean, for people that don't know what it is, it's, you know, it's a website you can go to and literally ask it anything. And it'll give you answers based upon... Machine learning now there, there's ChatGPT I think 3.5 and 4.0. 3.5 is the free version. I think it's only the information accessible to that system only goes up through I think 2021. ChatGPT 4.0 is a paid version. I think you pay twenty dollars a month, and that has more accurate, up-to-date information. But it truly is. I mean, you. I mean, any question you could think of, if you ask it, it'll produce an answer. And what's interesting about it is the more you use it, the more it learns about you and what you're asking. So the answers become better. They become more refined. And It's it's a tool that, you know, I think if you know how to use it, it will help in any aspect of your business. I mean, it, tr- it truly is a remarkable thing. People are afraid of AI, don't get <laughs> me wrong, because yeah. we'd watch movies back in the day, you know, the robots are going to take over. I don't think that's the case. I do think there is a very... There is a way to use AI in any business that will help that business tremendously.
0: And I I do think that like as you start to use it, you're using it from such a basic level, and I think that um, you know leaps and bounds. This is extraordinary, and I think that they're going to grow in creating their AI and and the prototypes. I mean, yesterday popped up in my constant contact that you, now you can. There's a beta version oh, yeah. out there that you can test it and yeah. just write your, you know, help to produce content for yeah. your newsletters. Yeah.
1: Well, even, even Canva, which is, you know, the, the website where you can design things on, they have, a, a text to image AI tool where you can literally type in something and it'll create an image based upon that. So if I say, Hey, I want three dogs wearing baseball hats, playing poker, you type it in the text, uh, the text box, it'll create an image that will look like what you just described i mean it's crazy there's also another, a website called MidJourney, which is the same type of thing but it's ai for images you can go in there and literally tell it to create an image of al pacino making sushi and it'll do it it'll find it that's what
0: i've always wanted to look at right? <laughs> the, the only
1: thing interesting with that so we, we've tested a few times um, the hands are always the hardest part for ai to get right so if you look at ai generated photos They may have seven fingers, three fingers. They may have all the fingers on both hands, like they look like they're all from the right hand. It's really interesting to the details, but it's, I think the more the machine learns, the better it's gonna get. And it's,
0: we have to embrace it. Totally side topic here, which you knew I was gonna take you on. Of course, yeah. In animation, if you ever look, Mm -hmm. all cartoon characters always have four fingers. Because they're so hard to draw and get right. Ah,
1: so I did that. So interesting,
0: AI, I didn't know that. Yeah. That they huh. have extra and less digits. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's, I mean, it, again, like, it's funny too, because if you follow, you know, people on Facebook are now utilizing AI, and they're, they're, there's this whole thing now that people are creating LinkedIn profile photos I with saw AI. That. But if you But if you look at their hands, some of them are pretty messed up. Like, like. the, hand, like, the <laughs> fingers are all messed up. There's too many fingers. There's not enough fingers. You know, ones are too long. So it's... You know it, it has some kinks to work out but to me like it's once you understand how to use chat gpt in a more refined way it is a powerful tool powerful tool
0: so what how do you feel about and you know as this moves mm-hmm. along and it hasn't not been around it's just it hasn't been as available to every single sure. person like mm-hmm. ai's been out for a long time um as things progress and the ai systems get better how do you think that's going to affect some of the business industries? Say <clears throat> content creators mm-hmm. or marketing or, you know, newspapers, TV. Yeah. I mean, especially you're saying headshots. They're yeah. they're creating is actors and actresses going to be affected because they can just create the perfect actor mm-hmm. and actress.
1: So so do I think certain <laughs> industries will be impacted by that? Yes, I I think there will be certain like from what you're saying um, you know, they could create images or videos about certain actors. Okay. They're getting into the whole copyright issues where I think on the, on the content side, cause that, that's an interesting piece. I don't think, I think if you're a good marketing agency, you can use it. Cause again, I would have to do it myself, right? So if I, I'm either going to pay a marketing agency to do things for me or do it myself. So even if I know how to use chat GPT, in a way that could create that content it still takes time to do it so yeah. typically when you're working and that's where i think marketing agencies or content creators can really refine their offering in a way where you may not have to charge as much so it makes it a no-brainer to a business right so if i had if i had a, I know a so you're a comp- saying
0: it's going to streamline their yeah effort. absolutely
1: because think about like I, i've known agencies in the past that, okay they you know they'll create content for a business they may charge two thousand dollars a month to create 30 pieces of content, right? Which to a prior to AI, a business said, okay, that makes sense. It's, Nobody you know, else can
0: create it. Exactly. So it's
1: like it's now like- they can say, if they can do it through ChatGPT and now have that offering at $500, to the business, it's going to still be a no brainer because the cost was you know, decreased by 75%. They're still having someone else do it, even though they know they're using AI. So it's kind of, you got to find that cost benefit analysis to see. I don't think these content agencies will be able to charge the same amount they have been in the past, but they're also going to be so much more efficient now. Like to create, like I can go on, to, you know, I use AI in our law practice, right? Not, not to generate documents, but to summarize things for me. So if I can, if I can take provisions of a contract and use, an AI, we have an AI tool that we use to summarize these provisions of a, con, of a contract to put in an email, I don't have to charge my client for that. 'Cause it's doing it for me, so I can't I'm not gonna charge my client for that. Otherwise I would have to read those provisions, summarize it myself, which may be 15, 20 minutes, which I'm gonna charge my client for. So it allows us to offer more value to our clients. And I think any type of business, if you look at it from that perspective, can use AI to do just that.
0: Yeah. And I you know, I I mentioned before the yeah. Industrial Revolution. Yeah. But um, how <laughs> yes. apparently an old old yeah. term, but very old term. But the machines that came in. Yeah saves all workers. Yeah. And then they plopped a machine in mm-hmm. and they needed less workers. Sure. So, do you think this is, could lead to that in certain industries where all of a sudden, like, these people have to go and work somewhere else or work in a different industry because mm-hmm. it's just easier, it's faster?
1: Yeah. I, I, so, I do think that's going to happen. And I think that's just going to be a, a shift in the labor force. I don't. And I, I think that's just going to require people to develop different skills. Like there will be, and, and uh, I hate to say it, but it's, I believe it, there will be certain low-hanging fruit that AI can replace. I mean, just look at fast food chains now, right? They went from having 10 workers behind a counter now to maybe three because they have, you know, self-serve stations. Sure. So that's kind of the same thing, right? If AI comes into play and now you're taking industries where we'll say the low-hanging fruit – can replace certain workers those workers have to develop new skills and different you know that's kind of the evolution right that same thing happened during the industrial revolution machines came in those laborers that were displaced by the machines now just learned new skills well, and ended and up in a different industry
0: timing wise after post-covid yeah um hospitals are desperate for workers yes even blue collar is uh, desperate the for trades everything. absolutely everything that people are still sending me we need employees. We mm-hmm. need employees. So this shift might have come at the exact right time to help yeah. start filling those positions as people are like, well, we don't, don't need as many people doing it because it's, it's streamlined now.
1: Absolutely. It's and, and, and those people that are being displaced can actually use AI to find ways to make money. Sure. Like there are so many businesses. And if you just do a Google search, I mean, there's so many businesses that people are starting just using AI, completely copying websites, creating digital products, Selling through these online platforms that are making tens of thousands of dollars a month, all through AI-generated content. So you just have to be—it's hard work, right? It's just going to work. I mean, gonna be I think it's going
0: to get to the point where you're like, create a website, you a legal website now, for you. You can you, already.
1: You can't. You can. There, there are AI sites out there where I can literally—and they're paid sites, right? Sure. But you can put in a web domain, and say, create me a site that looks just like this. It'll literally create a site. In minutes that looks almost as exactly that with your content on it so there's so many things that it can do and it's i think we need to embrace the ai revolution that's coming and i think anybody i truly believe this anybody can make money with ai you just have to spend the time and put in the effort to figure out how to do it but there's this has opened up so many opportunities for people to increase their wealth to you know put themselves in a better financial position but you got to put in the time and effort to understand it. Because it's, it's, you know, I've been trying to it's understand it for very months. It's complex. It, it is. is. going to be
0: more complex down the road instead of Yeah. Less.
1: I mean, j- just like the examples that we've talked about in the past where, you know, I can go on to chat GPT and say, hey, can you create me five social media posts for my law firm? I'm a business law firm. It'll create me five basic posts if I change that prompt to say, act as a social media marketing expert. I am the owner of a business law firm in Pittsburgh, PA. These are the clients we serve. Please create me five social media posts that play on the emotion of fear and excitement and have a call to to action at the end. The post will be completely different. They'll be completely engaging. So it's understanding how to use AI and create those prompts that now give you better results. And then the more I do that in the, the site that I'm using, the more it learns how I speak the questions I ask. And it makes the responses a lot more refined as I do it. It's, it's, I mean, it is so powerful. It really is.
0: I agree. And what about the legality? So people are using this but, you know, obviously we were taught, I was an English yeah. major, they're like, you know, plagiarism, mm-hmm. you have to be very careful. You can't copy any content. You can't yeah. do anything with other people's content without, you know, putting in, parentheses, you know, bibliographies and the yeah. whole thing, which
2: is yes. long gone yeah. for right
0: now. So what, you know, what can you tell people about using this content for their own purposes? Because as the sites say, Mm
1: -hmm. it's fine. Well, and that's that's an interesting question because I think we're in uncharted territory right now because I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, there are people that are using AI to write books, to write children's books or things like that. You know, who owns the copyright? Like That's the other thing because that's the big question, right? Because copyright protects an original work. So once I create something original, I have copyrights in it. It's just, uh, you file it with the Copyright Office to put the word on notice. So what is the creation? Is the creation the prompt I've entered into ChatGPT to ask the question, or is it the output? As a lawyer, I would argue it's not the output. I didn't create the output. The The thing that I created was the question I asked. Like That is the copyrightable material, not the output of it. So I think there's so much uncharted because territory. Because
0: it, it comes to, does the owner of the AI Right. Have any rights. Well it's open or source. Does can a uh, and I'm gonna use a nineteen eighties yeah. term, okay. can a robot sue you?
1: <laughs> well, <right. laughs> like, is that
0: a law? I don't think it is at this point. No. So will but, it be? Well that's, that's the thing. The it's, it's
1: you know, AI is open source software, right? So there's really no owner of it, right? It's it's in the public domain. It's placed in the public domain to you, so you can't necessarily copyright things from that. And there's and that's why I tell people you've got to be very cognizant of the rules like you know it it comes up a lot more in in a canva type situation where people will create logos on canva and then if you look at the terms of service you can't trademark those logos only under certain situations with certain elements of design if you use certain elements of canva to create a logo you can trademark it but if you use like the templates you can't
0: if you just use this exactly exactly what's created by them
1: there's 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 it's you know i think we're three years away from seeing this really explode in the legal industry on disputes between copyright ownership, who owns what, how do you protect it? Because it, it's uncharted territory, it, is. It, it really is. And that's, it's gonna be, it, it, to me as a, you know, as a lawyer, and I, I like to think I'm, I'm somewhat of a legal scholar, it's, it's gonna be fascinating to see what actually happens, what the courts decide when there are disputes over ownership because if you and I put the same thing in ChatGPT we might get the same response we might not we may get similar responses say we both created say we both you know put in a very similar prompt to say can you create me a children's book and we both created a children's book that was almost the same like who's how do we say who owns it you know are you plagiarizing me or am I plagiarizing you or is it just the machine and Is it a wash exactly there there's there's so many unanswered questions and I and wish there, I had a better it comes response
0: to who's truthful or not who's going to yeah. say hey I wrote this right. or hey I used ChatGPT to help create it they're probably going to say I wrote it or I created this
1: yeah but I mean you could probably go back to the ChatGPT history you know, everybody, you know, you have a history of everything you've asked in there. So, there's, there's going to be. I
0: asked you was today. Yeah, I mean, you should have seen the answer. I, I can
1: only imagine. I don't. <laughs> hopefully, it was only good answers. But, but no, I think I think it's a it's a really good question. It's it's a thoughtful question. But I think it's we're we're too early in the game to even. I can't even give you a, an articulate, intelligent answer to. Cause I don't know how the courts will decide. Like, there's it's too much. There's too much uncharted territory.
0: And what about the dark side of it like do you think you know obviously there's hackers obviously Mm -hmm. how do you think that's going to turn around and maybe we can't answer that yet Mm -hmm. and use this against other companies
1: yeah that's that's a good question and it's uh, you know do i look there are evil people in the world right they will find a nefarious use for anything so i think there there will be a way that people will find to use ai with you know with ill will and intent uh, I don't know what that is yet. I think, you know, I, I know there's probably a lot of stuff out there that people are using it to understand their competitors. Because there's now with, with ChatGPT4, there's a lot of plugins you can add to it now. So ChatGPT can't analyze a website, right? Can't analyze the keywords it uses or XYZ. If you use certain plugins that you, you actually plug into ChatGPT, you can say analyze this website for the keywords they're using and what they're spending their ad dollars on sure. so that's how i think it can be used and, and is that you know is that evil intention or is it just competition like that's that's going to be the question because i would look at that that's competition right if there's tools out there to to understand my competitors why wouldn't i use them so i think it's it's, it's still early to decide or to really talk about that, but I think there will be people, there will be bad actors. There's always bad actors in any new technology, unfortunately. Well, I'm sure
0: there's a lot of people scrambling to figure out how to process all of that, too, should, you know, those
1: Yeah. Come up. Well, and I, th- I think so many people don't even understand. Like, uh, it, it still amazes me when I talk to people, they've never even heard of ChatGPT. And, and that still blows my mind because it it has... It's on my
0: sidebar on LinkedIn almost every yeah, other day. <laughs> I mean, it's,
1: it's like taken over. And there are so many business owners that, like, what's that? I'm thinking, like, where have you been in the past six months? Like, it is everywhere. And, and it's a tool that can be utilized. So I think, you know, um, the, the next 12 to 18 months, I think, will be the most interesting time for AI and how it impacts the business isn't
0: Google creating their own,
1: too? They did. Um, I think it was called Bard, if I remember correctly. But the first tests weren't that good. Um, and again, first, the market tends to always be best. You know, you have Google and you have Bing. There's like, there will be benefits to theirs, I'm sure. And, and there's all kinds of AI plugins now you can use in, in G Suite if you use Google email. Um, I still think people will always default to Chat GPT. Like, think about it, like, people they always de- default Until to Google else for search. comes
0: up that's. Prettier. It's kind of exactly. like the MySpace of AI right now. <laughs> like it's still pretty, like the MySpace. the look of it is very yeah. basic still. It is, yes. So yes. somebody is going to have something more beautifully graphic design yes. and user-friendly that's going to go, oh, well here, pick these topics yeah. and then you can go in here and find stuff. So I do think that'll change a little bit if yeah. they don't change it sooner.
1: I would I agree with that, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's we are in the AI revolution.
0: I agree. Definitely. I mean, and. It, not to say about, yeah. talk about Facebook, but every time there's a birthday or anniversary, it mm-hmm. comes up, you know, happy birthday, yeah. balloon, confetti. Mm-hmm. Like that That was AI before chat GPT was kind of out there. Like yeah. it was creating for you what yeah. you're writing. So you're already using AI and not knowing it.
1: Yeah, and that, that's, that's actually a really good point. So I think a lot of people don't even, you know, like I would never use AI. Well, you actually already are in a lot of instances. You don't even realize it yet. Um, it's just now, you know, Chat GPT has become this thing that people equate to AI, and that's just a very like Chat GPT is one of a thousand different platforms that you can use. I mean, before Chat, GT, Chat GPT came out, there was Copy AI, which was basically uh, an artificial intelligence website that would create copy for you, would create product designs for you. You to pay for it, but it's it's been there. It's just I think because Chat GPT went from zero to like millions of users within the first yeah. day in the i think it was november or it was released. it's kind of taken mainstream by storm so but that's a very that's just the tip of the iceberg of ai so there's so much more out there that if people want to dig you can find ai to literally do everything i agree yeah i
0: agree well good well i'm yeah. glad we kind of sat down yeah. shared with our audience a little yes. bit more about it um yeah. it is new and exciting yeah definitely we'll bring updates as we can yeah. Yes. And Rocca will be part of our Back to Business uh, 2023 that we'll be having at the Hilton Garden Inn in September 7th. So we'll yeah. be talking a little bit more about, I believe, employment and what's going on in our industry and in our region. So thanks for being a part of that. It's my pleasure. As a special treat today, we are going to have my intern, Skylar Sobanski interview Gabe DeLewis. And I hope I said his last Dioulis. name right. DiLewis.
1: DiLewis. DiLewis.
0: I'll let him say it when he comes <laughs> on. Sorry, Gabe. Uh, We're going to have Skylar interview Gabe today and find out a little bit about what these Gen X, Z, Y, Millennial are talking about and what's coming into the workforce this year. Thank you so much and we'll be right back.
2: Hi, welcome back to the Southwestern PA Business Podcast. I'm Skylar Subanski, the intern for Mandy Pryor and we are here today with Gabe D.
3: Hello, thank you for having me.
2: No problem. This very last minute, so hang in, hang in there with us. Yep. Um, so, Gabe, tell us a little bit about you.
3: I'm a rising senior at Westminster College. I'm a finance major, but I uh, plan to go to law school, hopefully at Duquesne after. So, studying up for the LSATs and getting ready for that. And I'm a legal intern at the COSA Law Group.
2: And how's that so far?
3: It's been a great experience. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, got to get a, learn a lot of useful skills that I'll probably definitely need going into uh, law school, like legal research, you know, proofreading documents and whatnot, but also got to dabble in some marketing and some other stuff for them. So it's been a really cool experience.
2: And what made you want to go soon to law school? Is it your dad, what?
3: I would say dad, mom, stepdad. I come from a family of lawyers, so it's kind of in the bloodline and I like to argue and I like to win. So to me, that was always like, well, oh, let's go be a lawyer, I can do that. And I just figure I'll follow the family tree a little bit. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Did you do anything in high school? I know when I was in high school, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I did some shadowing. So, did you go shadow your dad for a couple days? No. Honestly,
3: I did. I had really wasn't set on going to law school until about last year. It was like I went in to be a finance major. I did in high school. I took a bunch of computer classes. Did nothing for it. And then Mm -hmm. I kind of set my mind on it. He gave me the opportunity to intern, and now I'm loving it. So.
2: Yeah. And at school, um, are you involved in any clubs, any activities that you do?
3: Yeah, I'm the uh, president of my fraternity, Phi Kappa Tau, so that's a great time. Um, You know, 33 guys that I've got to manage and run, so it's a stressful but very fun thing to do.
2: Leadership, which we just had a pop-up lunch yesterday, and we talked about leadership, especially in our generation. Um, It's looked down on on us because we're Mm -hmm. so young compared to Um, Like, your dad and Mandy, they have years of experience under their belt, but give us a chance. There's our generation, there are people out there that we have drive, we have motivation. We want to be that change for our generation.
3: Yeah, and I think doing something like being the president or leading an organization is something very useful for us to have at a young age because Mm -hmm. it really gives us a foot in the door to going into starting our own business, being an organization, being a higher up, and I think it's a very beneficial thing for my life in the future.
2: Yeah, and at, you said at Westminster, where you attend college, are you, is there or are you going to join any clubs for what you want to do in your future?
3: No, there was a pre-law club that I didn't know about until this year. So at this point, I'm a year out. I'm just going to finish out and get out of there.
2: Yeah, and I agree. I was involved in. I was a practicum for the IUP TV news station, but it is very hard balancing school, and I don't know if you work work, clubs, friendships, um, seeing family coming home all the time. But um, I feel like with doing this internship more hands-on, out-of-classroom experience, and having adult supervision is way better than clubs. That's just my opinion. No,
3: definitely, and it really gives you that real-life work experience, like being in a corporate setting, being in a business setting, you gotta be formal, gotta know how to speak to people, shake hands, yes. and then also get your work done. I can't procrastinate, like at school, you know, I gotta <laughs> get on top of it at all time. so.
2: Yes, and you mentioned um, getting out there in the real world and speaking yeah. to people. It's definitely different than yep. standing in front of your classmates, yeah. talking about any topic you have to. I know I took a public speaking class and it was very different speaking in front of them compared to the older generation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Last well, minute. We really you for enjoyed having, having, me. having
3: you. Appreciate it. <laughs>